Welcome to Awesome Town. The following is a special presentation on TNN, the Nashville Network. KTBR Break Room. Hear the drum, I did wicked. Good evening, I'm Ken Bastida. Dana is off tonight. He was murdered and then set on fire while celebrating his birthday. The body of Jimmy Fresge was found by firefighters on Monroe Street and Tishway in San Jose. Now the story of a wealthy family who lost everything and the one son who had no choice but to keep them all together. It's the break room. Casting live from the break room towers in the scrotum of the DFW Metroplex, it's the break room with Mark, Dustin, and Thomas. My FICO scores. <laughs> I'm appreciating all the pre laughter we're getting in the show today. Anticipating the humor that will come from us from episode two one nine of the break room. How are you gentlemen doing? Why? How are you guys doing, Dustin? How are you doing? Thomas cares not to ask, so I'll answer. Or or you ask? Yeah, he he would answer. It's true. Thomas cares not to ask. (laughs) He didn't care to. It's true. He also didn't care to ask. He didn't ask how I was doing. So (laughs) that's a nice looking anus you got there. (laughs) Why would I give a shit? Exactly. Dustin, are you doing all right? I'm doing good. You have a good week. A bad you think week. I give a shit? It's a good fucking week. It's an okay week. Yeah, it's better than last week, but it's still not the best. <laughs> you want to break down all your TPS reports <clears throat> you did this week? I'd rather not. It's really boring. <laughs> but uh, God, yes, please don't. Now I'm away from that, and you know, with you guys, I'm ready to podcast. So I'm feeling better. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Hello, break room. Ooh, that's tiny. Just a little bit. I was next to a field that was full of oil equipment. That's about as loud as it's going to go. Can you turn me up anymore? Pot it up. It says. It's potted up on this machine as it will go. This is James calling in for a question of the week. Uh, I originally wanted to call this question into the Thumbs of Fury show, seeing as it pertains to a movie, but that is no longer an option. Basically, I want to know how you guys would arrange yourselves if you were to form a human centipede. <laughs> Thank you. God. Why is it necessary that that be on the Thumbs of Fury show? I believe we've addressed that before. <laughs> Oh, because it, because it pertain it doesn't really pertain to the movie. Well, as, as we established before, I would beat the head, then it would be Dustin, and then Thomas. I don't remember establishing this at all, no, and I didn't. definitely am not. Of course you are. And your butt would be sealed up. <laughs> that's not how it works. No, that's exactly how it is. No, that's not how it works. It would be the uh, human O-ring instead, so everybody's no, sewn no. to each other. Yep, that's what would happen. I would just end up stabbing Thomas I'm pretty sure that's not how the movie works. No, it's a centipede, not a human O-ring. Well, we're going to be an O-ring. No, we're going to be a human ringworm. No, I'm not. talking to you. I'm pretty sure the last person didn't have their ass sewn shut. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm adding a twist to it. Oh. It doesn't matter. None of them was good so that, after the first. So that... Wait, what? Oh, Anybody yes, after the right. first sucks. Look, look, the first doesn't... The first where you have someone 
sewn to your ass? That's not. That's still it's not much good. Much better than being any of the other. You're ones. right. You're right. It is, so. but it's still sucky, sucky. It's not like that person is. <laughs> that's why we can't allow to do that. So we'd be the human ringworm. But I'm the bus He's driver. He's got to at least be shit in his no. mouth if, if, if he's going to no. be part of it. I'm the bus driver, no, so I'm leaving the centipede around. No, it's no. going to happen. It's not a human O-ring. It's a human centipede. It's going to be. Hey, I'm the bus driver for a reason. I'm going to take that centipede out of the uh, torture dungeon and get us out of there. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It makes all the sense in the world. You have no idea. It really doesn't. If we're tied up in some way where we actually get sewn together... Then I don't think you're going to be able to lead us out of there. Of course I will. Waiting for some kind of justice to finally uh, pull up. The bus is coming. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just because you're ejaculating has nothing to do with this. <laughs> so is that it for so, uh, VMs this week? Oh well, yeah. Let's just stop there. I'm just asking. Let's just not go out. Was that the only voicemail? Oh my god. We do have one more, but it will be in the news. In the news <clears throat> segment. Ah, okay. Oh. Once we open the news desk. So you previewed this voicemail. Even no. Even you said I you got, preview voicemail. I did not preview it. I got a sext message from uh, a certain viewer that told and me we what know it was they are about. viewers. They told me what the subject was, so I'm looking for the news segment. Ah, Who was the I guy see. that played Chicken with the Train guy? You remember that? But uh, Hot on the Heels... That, weird question to ask. Hot on the Heels of not doing a snack review last week. We're not doing a snack review, are we? We are doing a snack review. Oh, okay. Look at that. Hot on the Heels of that... We are going That's to do right. a snack review. We've gotten through our snack snack refractory period. <laughs> snack we can actually appreciate uh, a snack now. We can again it's been long enough. Appreciate it now. I think we decided. I don't know if this is off, off the air or on the air. We decided to call this Taste Buddies. Was this on the it air? Was probably off. It air. was on the air. It was last week on the air. Oh, so okay. we're going to need a harmonized intro. Oh, to I don't this. know. Hell, I don't know. Sure. With a lot of raging guitar, some flames. Oh, okay. like no, it was off the air. Was it when we were swimming the other day? Okay, that was when yeah. I asked Dustin what he thought of something, yeah, and referred to oh, him as okay. taste buddy. What? what was it referring to? I don't know. We were talking about pizza of some sort yeah. or something. So, so we'll do. Yeah, we'll go with taste buddies. We're drunken, taste buddies. The drunken Mrs. Dirty Dirty took huge exception to that. Yes, the taste buddies. Well, the, who knows what the I, fuck that I referred to like. Dustin and I as taste buddies. Oh, okay. She thought that she and I had more in common with taste buds. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. I was bleeding out over on the right. pavement, yeah, so were. I don't remember a lot of this. Yeah, oh, your my memory. God, you're bleeding out so bad. <laughs> your memory is probably a little jagged from that. Yeah. It was, a, it was a bloody day. And for it once, was. it was more uh, more blood than alcohol coming out of wounds. I'm, so I'm uh, happy to say that I escaped bloodless. Yeah. That, uh, that was a bloody... Was completely at drained from Externally. Blood. That, was a, <laughs> <laughs> that was a bloody Saturday. It uh, was. First, Dustin slices open his finger on a on a growler, on a broken growler, and then uh, and then well, I first slice. He drives around the one block radius yeah, to like a from his man. house to another one and breaks a tumbler in his <laughs> fucking trunk. In his tumbler, yeah, <laughs> yes. And then uh, might have been might have been driving over the houses to get to that house, and, and he got so mad he poured beer all over the trunk of his car. God. And then Mark stepped on a uh, just like a basic door jam and cut his yeah, like toe the threshold off. Yeah. in the door. Stepped right in the threshold and <laughs> sliced my toe open. Like why? But we're leaving out the most important point, and that was that we neosporin each other from head to toe. <laughs> That's true. That was an all day thing <laughs> after that. The head to toe thing was kind of confusing. Yeah, it was kind of like just, just, the cuts. We just, just the cut areas. We're just, no. we're just gonna make sure that we're you know. <laughs> Just neosporined up. We're going to slowly do it from head to toe. Yeah. Be sure every inch of the body is right. covered. We don't want any totally germs getting anywhere. Yeah. We, we went inside the orify, too. So hey, There can be infection in there. Yeah. We went elbow you got to clear it out. On both ends. Of course. It got awkward for the rest yeah. of us that were there. Yeah, but you still enjoy the show. You guys should yeah. be used to it by now. Yeah. You should be. <laughs> it's something we do every time we swim. So, <laughs> And then Dustin sliced open his toe. 
Well, a little bit, but not near like you. When he was off peeing uh, right in front of his that's wife. That's right. Yeah. That's probably the that's probably the cut that you stole from me, so I'll yeah, take probably that. Probably so. So especially since we both basically did that. don't go to uh Marcus's <clears throat> in law's estate because yeah. we'll get sliced open somehow. <laughs> There's that there. <laughs> yes. The tumbler in your trunk had nothing to do with their estate. <laughs> it happened on the estate property. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the break happened sometime before then. True. As but, he was, but the cut happened on the estate oh property. Oh my god! As he was driving like a Fast and the Furious driver, it's like a Final Destination Apparently. movie. Just being at that estate, pretty much. It basically is. So, what's next? We have today, Mark. So we got some note. taste buddies. We got some taste buddy time. <laughs> now, I was uh, I was on the hunt for a legendary snack this week, and I couldn't find it. I had, I heard news that it was out. It had returned to this world, uh, but I was yeah. unable to find it. But I found the McRib. No, not the McRib. Hmm. I've actually never had a McRib. I to, never have either. We might have to fix that this year. I don't, know I don't I have think either. I care. You're going to. Was, did you get the breakfast taco from Taco Bell? I did not, no. We still haven't tackled that one. There's multiple breakfast foods. It's not just a taco. Uh, There's, okay. no. uh, uh-oh. This week, uh, we're going to... I found this randomly in Target, and it's known as Made a Biscuit by Nabisco. It's called the Chicken in, uh, in a Biscuit. Original. Not that None of that new Chicken in a Biscuit. <laughs> It's uh, kind of an old world box, something you would see out of the fifties or sixties. It's got a chicken on it. Fifties or sixties? Yeah, I mean it's it pretty close. It's you it's know like you don't see a lot of box box. designs like this anymore. Not with like giant animals with representing a cookie anymore. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they appear to be some sort of flat wafer, and believe like, it or not, they do have chicken. In them. They have dehydrated cooked chicken. <laughs> in dehydrated these, cooked chicken inside of a cracker, huh? Inside Weird. of a biscuit, yes. Okay, biscuit, whatever. That's what they call it. I guess they decided to go country British on this here. So is it possible? Although biscuits get... are technically cookies in Britain, so what? What is it that you get from non-cooked chicken? Well, it's cooked chicken, salmonella. Is it possible to get salmonella from these sure. crackers from, from cooked chicken? They say it's, they say that it's cooked. It's, it's cooked, but yeah, I guess it is cooked. It's been cooked. Now there are two rounds to the snack, but still, you can't just leave chicken in a freaking airtight bag, non-refrigerated. Well, but they're dehydrated, ground yeah, up. Exactly. Probably put through a Play-Doh maker to, you know. Ugh. How do you come up with this crap? Because I'm a genius chef. <laughs> you didn't make it. So how do you come up with it? I don't know if these are limited to the southern region. It seems like, like a very... Chicken? Yeah, what's the smell from the box? It smells like a light, uh... Like a Chick-fil-A chicken biscuit, a very light, tiny version of it? A little bit. It smells like kind of garlicky, or not garlicky, Maybe but garlicky. it's got like some spices. Like, doesn't there's, there's not really that much smell to it. Yeah. It's got like a spicy smell to me, though. Right. Like not not chicken like, as much. It smells like goldfish, in a way. Maybe. Like well. goldfish crackers? Kind of. Now, I will offer each of you a cracker here. They are little, just little tiny crackers, and they're, they're not really biscuits like they claim they are. No, they're not. They have a decent... Decently heavy smell when you put it, you know, take one cracker out and smell it. Yeah. Now, do they taste like chicken? No. There's some kind of flavoring on the outside. It, it tastes, tastes like, like a garlicky cracker. Tastes like a garlic cracker, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say. Not not too special. Not what I would call chicken in a biscuit. No. I couldn't even tell you chicken was in there if I didn't know. Right. They need to up the chicken. More dehydrated chicken. I know you guys are calling saying that's not fun snack time, but let me let me it is fun snack time. How it up a notch here because <laughs> Nabisco is asking us, pleading it with us to create some fun at snack time on the back of the box. <laughs> now I didn't get any grapes or apple or milk. Why did you get milk? Oh my god, that's unfortunate. But I did get. Look at all these things it goes with the, uh, oh, the hell, partner I'm product. Not, I'm not eating easy that. cheese. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. 
hate that shit. You're gonna eat it. If I no, pour it down I'm your not. butt. Yes, you are. <laughs> that is the so grossest is a... shit ever. I've never understood a how people like that, or b how people can put that in their mouth and squirt it. Put your mouth around it. You know what no. I'm talking about? You've seen people do that. Sure. If you'll, if you'll notice it. here. Oh. They, they Again, don't... we're not taste buddies because I like easy cheese. <laughs> On the picture of their uh, chicken and biscuits, they don't have oh. any fun designs. But if we had Ritz, we could have made a fun design like a hashtag or a In sign. Fact, it doesn't even show easy cheese on the chicken may and I, biscuits. May I see the easy cheese can for a second? No. Uh, Just for a second. Right. God. <laughs> you could have a squirt of poop design, a sunshine, perhaps. I think it's put, a heart down below. It's a hashtag, sir. No. Hashtag Ritz cracker. God. Is that what it is? Okay. This is horrifying. So we're going to have some fun with snack time here. Some fun. Oh, okay. Ah. So let me see. Let me, let me make a fun design here. Let me get the uh, grapes. Yeah. I told you I didn't get any grapes. Grapes are... Pour me, oh, pour okay. me a cup of milk. How, how about an apple? Come on, bitch. That's right. Oh, the easy cheese doesn't work. It's going to fly oh, all over work. his computer. That's okay. There, Dustin, I made you a little poop design. It looks like just a pile of shit on top of there. It smells like cheese, but we know it's not cheese. It actually does have cheese as an ingredient. Thomas, I made you two snakes kissing. <laughs> and I'm going to make myself here a little hashtag. Gross. I would say the chicken biscuit doesn't need the easy cheese. Like it's oh. better without the easy cheese. Well, I would yeah. say that, but that easy cheese much. took a product that was not good and made it worse. <laughs> I think the chicken biscuit is much better by itself. Oh. I agree. The, the the chicken bit in a biscuit that doesn't take a, taste like a chicken in a biscuit. What would you say, Thomas? Better by itself? Oh yeah. Now, yeah. now for round three. But then again, I would say nothing is better with easy cheese. So for round three, we're each going to pour a mouthful <laughs> no. into each other, <laughs> no. and then we're going to lick each other. God. And see what it really tastes like. We're going to do it. To I'll do the human licking without style. the easy cheese. No, I'm you're sure. going to do it with a full mouthful. No, I'm not. He's yeah, just going to lick you. Is what he's saying. No, we're going to do this. We're going to do this human centipede style. God. I'm going to put it in my butt. <laughs> Thomas will put it in his mouth and butt. <laughs> Dust will have it from Thomas's butt. God. So open your mouth. Open, let's let's open, not do this. Open. I'm going to squirt That's your entire right. mic if you don't open your mouth. Open your mouth. Don't squirt the fucking mic. <laughs> yeah, act like I brought this the mic into This is property of gasoline high five, sir. I don't care. Not of Thomas the Tank. This is not Thomas the Tank Industries. That this microphone? A- yeah, you're right. It is. I don't care. Just don't squirt the mic, though. I'll squirt what I want. It's not worth the $2 I think can of easy cheese. I think it's hurting for a squirting. God. So Nabisco, it's a failed mix. Nabisco, Ooh. this is one of the worst snacks I've ever had. Your chicken and a biscuit do not taste like chicken and a biscuit. They taste like garlic and a biscuit. Garlic and a cracker. They taste pretty much like garlicky cracker. Right. That's, That's all pretty it much is. It. A thick garlicky cracker. May as well not even have chicken. Right. Two thumbs down. <laughs> two flaming thumbs down, in fact. Does not taste anything I'm gonna like give advertised. It, I'm going to give it two thumbs down. By, the, by itself and two flaming thumbs down with the easy I, cheese on it. I will vote with my taste buddy on that one. Yeah, it's horrible with the easy cheese. There you go. Fuck you, Nabisco. Come up with something yeah. better. Yeah, Nabisco. <laughs> God. Fuck Bitch. you and your stupid house. Well, they're going to stop sponsoring us now. That was a good transition. <laughs> You've been listening to The Break Room, the official gas online podcast, where you hear exclusive interviews like Marina Baccarin. Gas online. We'll be right back after a few words from our sponsors. Gas online. Out. Go. Out. My Michael score said... 
Hey kids, it's me, F13 from Cinema Diabolica. We have a new show called Diabolical Decades. If you haven't been listening to it, this is the kind of gold that you've been missing. Ah, I see. I imagine Jimmy Stewart to have soft hands. But I would have been like, bitch, you gotta go. Oh, thank God. It's just the face of Satan. I thought it was a prowler. Check us out at popsyndicate.net slash cinemadiabolica. We are back to the break room. The eight-time winners of the Marconi Lifetime Achievement Award for Excellence in Podcasting. In go, in go, and go, in go, and go, in go, in. Where did you find this? Just on YouTube? Yes, nice. on YouTube. I'm <laughs> what do they do with the penis? Have you ever been pelted in a sandstorm? That's a good. That's a good uh, surveying. Whiny baby bitch. It's hard. He's sweet. He's clean. He's Dustin. Nobody's gonna Nobody's listen to this shit. Actually, it was a uh, traveling bear post on Facebook one time. And I, that's where I found it. And the guy has a whole retinue of songs he does acapella like that. Was it the guy that did uh, that uh, John Williams is the man acapella thing? Mm, like anyone could even know that. I don't know, but mark that. <laughs> it's not really that amazing. That is amazing, though. I'm celebrity Dustin. Okay, gotta do that again. So, Dustin, take it away with your segment. Hello. Well, all of us have been. I guess fans, at least somewhat, of uh, love songs over the years. Some no. good, some bad. Well, Mark uh, hasn't, according to 16-year-old you. Well, Cunt. he used to have no emotion. He, he does no emotion. Now. <laughs> um, so I'm this sure it's come up at some bullshit. point over the years. Maybe. Um, found a list on Rolling Stone Bleh. that basically covered uh, <laughs> what they claim to be the 20 love songs we never want to hear again. Ten, nine. And uh, instead of doing 20, we're only going to do 10 of them. So we're going to quick hit the 23rd. 11? Well, they didn't really list it that way. Oh, really? That um, sucks. They just put the 20, 20. <laughs> Okay. Um, so you listed them in what order you wanted to then? I listed them in what order I wanted to. That is. So can we just throw out the ones that you didn't put on the list? Uh, yeah, we can go through those. Just just for a setup. Uh, one of them is Joe Cocker, You're So Beautiful. I don't know that song. I was going to say. To me, that one? Yes. Come on. Uh, Elton John, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Which I think is... Okay, yeah. I love Elton John. It's a little unfair on this list, though, because it's for a kid's movie. Yeah. Yeah. I I love Elton John. Can't stand that song. It's a great song, though. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I think it fits fine for The Lion King. Sure. It's not even... It doesn't really... Yeah. It kind of was made to be bigger than that. Really, yeah. Um, One Direction Little Things. I don't know what the fuck that is. I'm sure it sucks. It's One Direction. And darn yeah. it, it's we don't have the audio for that. Yeah. Uh, Dave Matthews Can't, crashed don't into you, me. you, motherfucker. I like that song. I mean, as much as I like Dave Matthews, I don't have any Dave Matthews albums right I was going to say. <laughs> it was okay for its time. God damn you. You want to know what it sounded like? I did not. I said darn it. Um... <clears throat> 
Phil Collins, groovy kind of love. I don't know it's a great song. that song off the top of my head. That's why it didn't make my list. Huh. Jim Crochet, Time in a Bottle. Crochet. Not Crochet. Not really one that I know, even. You don't know Groovy Kind of Love? I don't know it off the title. Can you, like, skip to the chorus or no? It's, it's kind of a boring song, but it's okay. This is like a slow day uh, when you're roller skating. This is like a couple skate song. Or when you would slow dance and sway back yeah. and forth. Oh, yeah, I know this song. This song's okay. Yeah. Check the Jim Crochet one out. I want to hear that one. What song was it? Jim Crochet. I don't what even know how to spell it. Song that. title. Crochet. Time in a bottle. God. Why is it that you have loudness problems with some things, but your iTunes over there is always blurring? I don't know. Is this older? 1970s, so you'll hit it. <laughs> oh, come on. This is classic. God. Okay, what else? Dan Fogelberg with Longer. This song I don't know. My dad would hate that Dan Fogelberg made that list, but go ahead. What else? Is that it? Uh, let's see. Is that it that didn't make your list? I'm assuming your list has audio. No. Yeah, it does. Sweet. In uh, sync. A little more time on you. Are they even worthy to be putting on this list? Like, anyway. Uh, and I believe the only other one is uh, I Swear by All for One. Loved it back in the day, but can totally understand. Why Which was originally a John Michael Montgomery song, wasn't it? Sure. It was. God, they're still singing. Oh no! Stop it, John Mayer. Your body's a wonderland. Also, make this list. Good, good, good song to make this list. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that one could have replaced, maybe replaced something on here. Your body is a wonderland. Yeah, not a big fan of it. So, you sound real enthused about this segment, Dustin. <laughs> so. This is a segment. So, there's some other stuff that we got to get to, and then some other. Well, things I'm trying happen. to get to it since everything's out of order. Oh. To be sure I can actually get you the want me to send you the email you sent your computer no, works I, at half the speed of light. Ten. <laughs> Number ten. Come on, dude, get to it. Number okay. ten. Number ten is uh, Number ten. James Blunt and You're Beautiful. Oh man, this is a good song. They state uh, good for you, Holmes, but your song is whack. And when he says, uh, my life is brilliant at the beginning. When it comes to the squishiest, unrequited love ballad of the 21st century, it's tough to say what's more annoying. The drama queen stalker lyrics, the whiny vocal tone, or the syrupy melody. Hmm. Can't really argue with any of that. I mean, it's over the top, but it's... it's yeah, most exactly. love songs are over the top, yeah. though. It's kind of the point of a sad love song. But it's not one that I definitely want to hear very much. That's all I'm saying. That's kind of my criteria on this. I know that there's a lot of love songs I keep on constant rotation, though. Yeah. Have to be in the right mood. The main thing is his voice is kind of whiny. <laughs> different. <laughs> yeah, I probably can't name another James Bond song. <laughs> God, that's pretty good, Dustin. You're beautiful. That wasn't good, Mark. Stop. So, okay. It's just not. It's, 
there's decent love songs, but this one is not one that I could even like really have fun with. Yeah, this song was huge the year it came out too. I like it okay. Yeah, it just it whips me. It does have a little bit of a stalker vibe to it. It really does. So, moving on to number nine, this may be a surprise entry for me, but um, this is one that I still like, but I also don't really want to ever hear much, and that is uh, Kiss from a Rose by Seal. But this was uh, this is you and no, Mrs. Dirty's... The de- Declaration of No Emotion song. It is. <laughs> this is the You and Mrs. Dirty song, though. I was going to say, if I didn't have personal attachment to it, I could see... I see why it's on this list, and it you deserves to be ranked. you listen to it ever? Like... Not really. You know, no. I haven't heard that song in a while. I'm going to go back and listen to it. I did because of this list, but no, not before that. Just, w- just when you're focused on the, you know what? I'm going to go listen to the whole Batman Forever soundtrack today because I haven't heard it for a while. I haven't done that in a <laughs> long time. What's the name of that? That was the most Hold random. Me, me, yes, yeah. it was so crazy. Even when it came out, not to divert attention from this song, but <laughs> like it was just the most random, non-U2 sounding song. That they've ever made, like it's the most crazy left turn they've ever made. It is so. I actually kind of like that song. I, I like it too. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I don't want the album, but I do did kind of like that song. It's just crazy. It was so completely different than anything they'd ever done or really done since. They say uh, "Kiss from a Rose" works. It's soaring soulful magic by slamming together some truly epic metaphor mixology. <laughs> Saying uh, "Lover made a drug that's a high, not and not the pill." Did you know when it snows? You know those lyrics. Uh, it said maybe Heidi Klum not being a native English speaker had something to do with seal success wooing her. <laughs> so nice. I understand. I completely understand why this uh, why this song would so annoy sorry, most people. Yes, that's funny. I actually do like this song quite a bit. Now, as someone who got an emotion chip installed, <laughs> <laughs> finally it's about five it years got ago. rebooted and reformatted, yeah. upgraded to Windows Seven. <laughs> and I do love the harmonies in it, but the lyrics are kind of stupid. They kind of don't make a lot of sense, kind of like they pointed out. I've said before, I'll say again, like, love songs usually have stupid, over-the-top, yeah. completely melodramatic lyrics. See, it's just a song I thought... How it goes. It's a song I thought might not beat you just because you're a big fan of multiple harmonies and all that kind of stuff. I like but, it fine. Yeah. I can't tell you the last time I listened to that song, right. but... Like it's it, all right. it's cheesy, and I can see it fitting on this list. Yeah. I don't really know how that fit into the Batman Forever soundtrack. Yeah. considering there's no, I well, I guess there's a love interest. They're trying to but say it just that doesn't. It's pretty weak love interest. Doesn't really <laughs> go with that one. But no, I had to put it on a different soundtrack. But, but it is what brought you and Mrs. Dirty together. So you can well, I would say that that's what it was. You're not, you wouldn't be together if it wasn't for, <laughs> it wasn't seal. for seal. Yeah, exactly. All right. <laughs> Number eight is going to be the one that Tom's is going to be upset about, and that's extreme more than words. Fuck this list. <laughs> this list is bullshit. So with their Rapunzel hair and chiseled cheekbones, you wouldn't kick extreme out of the bed for eating crackers. Maybe the chicken crackers that we ate earlier. <laughs> but you they might kick that. them out of bed for being assholes. <laughs> you kick them out of the bed for putting the nasty cheese on those crackers. That's you. No would. shit. More than words packages metal... Metal creep uh, chauvinism and sensitive acoustic shrink wrap. I, I love you is not the words I want to hear from you. They sing. What are the What are the words you want to hear? How about something along the lines of "fuck me"? <laughs> Just don't say it with your mouth. Say it with your passive, wordless compliance. And they are pretty chauvinistic lyrics in this song. What? What are you talking about? But again, it's kind of like "Kiss from Rose" that I like the tune, but the words kind of 
why, or why I agree with it being on this list. I think it's kind of a beating of a <sighs> lyrical song. Horseshit. Obviously, it's a show favorite. We play it in the Wayback Machine constantly. Classic. It's playing constantly <laughs> playing over the car speakers. <laughs> what do you think of the song, Mark? It's okay. I like it. It's a good song. I I don't mind the song at all. I definitely would not put it in the top ten worst song love songs of all time. Well, technically, the song is love songs we never want to hear again. So obviously, oh. we're going to hear that one again. Well, considering you both play it in the Wayback Machine every fucking time, you obviously don't mind hearing it again. Yeah, but it's background noise. I don't sit there and jam out to it. Right. Driving down Firewall Parkway or anything. Some people do. <laughs> and we have the classic ties to it of you and you and Willard, so it's a little, a little personal for us. That's what's classic about that song. I would say that's definitely what's classic about it. <sighs> Number seven. Uh, this is from a classic artist. Uh, however, I really... This is one of those seven. just super, super cheesy love songs. Beethoven? That, that beats me. And it's... Uh, I just called to say I love you. No New Year's Day. I love this song. Classic Stevie Wonder, but to celebrate. I mean, this is somewhat in the same realm as Ebony and Ivory that I just can't stand. Really? It. Though both of those songs beat Ebony the shit out of me. Ebony and Ivory. God, I can't stand either one of them. I love this song. I think it's great. There's nothing wrong with Stevie Wonder. I'm not sure that I've ever heard a Stevie Wonder song that I'm just like, man, I don't like that at all. Yeah. I think the dude just has such an incredible voice that I'm into. Even if I don't like the song particularly, I'm into it. Dustin just thinks less of him because he has a handicap because he's blind. <laughs> right. That's what it is. Because he's leaned on his handicap all these years. Right. That's exactly. Where that's where he, he doesn't have any real talent. He just He's exactly. cool because he can play a piano. He's blind. Ooh. Yeah, if he could see, nobody would it's like really him. really sorry when you it say really things sorry. like that. Yeah. You're a horrible person. <laughs> well, just I'm just not a fan of that song at all. You're not a fan of talent? That's not what I'm saying. I'm not a fan of that song. Uh, okay. Number six. As much as I'm not a fan of number seven, number six really whips me. And I hated the song when it was a hit. Um, maybe not right Bob's a hit, but you know, shortly after it, uh, this is 1986, Lady in Red, Krista Berg. say it's kind of fitting that this song was a hit in 1986, the height of the great is good, cons- uh, conspicuous consumption eighties, conspicuous and it's ultimate trophy wife ballad. Conspicuous dude. Come on. So crochet. I could see this being a trophy wife ballad for sure, because they're basically just saying, "Look at that, you know, look at this lady for her looks." And I don't know; it's just kind of a beating of a song to me in general. This wasn't written about the lady in red in the Matrix movie. <laughs> no, it's the lady in red from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Every lady in red that came after nineteen eighty-five. Crap out a demon baby. <laughs> I, I mean, <clears throat> is this that? Different from uh, "You Look Wonderful Tonight," Eric Clapton. I mean, they're both. Oh yes, talking about the way people very look. Very different. I mean, I'm just saying. No, the they themes even of say the song. barely edging out Eric Clapton's "Wonderful Tonight." Oh, okay. Uh, it says at the end. Then again, Google image yourself some uh, Krista Berg, and you too may wonder why the lady in red was dancing with him at all. <laughs> so I guess they're really ragging on his looks. Is he there. a goofy looking dude, or I guess so. I don't know. I don't have a picture of him up. Now, why is Come it, on, man? Get is with it, it. Now, is Night and White Satin Armor on this list? He's not going to tell you. It's, if it's not on there, it's bullshit. Quit asking. Oh. Rolling Stone didn't put it on there. What do you want? It's bullshit. 
That's a horrible song. Yeah, I'm not a real big fan of this. Yeah. I just always thought this was kind of a weak beating of a song. Right, number five is uh, the only power ballad selection, I believe, in this whole thing. Um, it's bad English when I see a smile. So basically, these are two guys from Journey. I don't know if you knew that. I did not know that. I did not know that. Journey went on hiatus for the end of the 80s. Keyboardist Jonathan Cain and guitarist Neil Schoen formed Bad English. And that's, this is what we got. I mean, you can kind of tell a little bit of a Journey vibe from yeah, this. Yeah, I can see and that. from Bad English in but general. But I, I didn't know so those far. You've heard this song before, haven't you? I don't I recognize it so far. You'll recognize the... What's it called again? When I See You Smile. You'll recognize the chorus. Sometimes I wanna give up. Oops. Right out of the Journey playbook. Absolutely. It said, uh, no blow tried power ballad ever did a bigger, dumber, emptier, or gloppier. Did it bigger, dumber, glimp, uh, emptier, or gloppier than when I see you smile. A love letter to a girl who never forgot to bring an umbrella along with, on long on dates. Uh, at the same time, uh, we have some other stuff going on. And when the rain is falling, I don't feel it because you're here with me now. It uh, nibbles by with organic guitar works that sips from caffeine beats. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty terrible. I don't feel like Dustin equates that way too often. Very different styles of music. Too many things nibble along with caffeine beans. <laughs> Apparently. The passion behind that statement is kind of intense, too. Now, number four, I used to love, I used to absolutely love this song. Um, so you don't agree? It's pretty cheesy, but I, I still like it, but I can understand why it's on this list. It's from coast to coast. Brian Adams, everything I do, I do it for you. Oh, come on. This song sucks. What are you talking about? And the movie's even worse. You have disagree with both no of emotion. The movie is horrible, What dude. movie? I like Prince, I like Robin to Prince of Thieves. Uh, yeah, what the hell is wrong just, with I you? I just watched it recently, it's horrible. Well, I used to love it. Did you What's ever like it? What's wrong with you? Yeah, I used to love it. Uh, okay. It's horrible now. Have though. you rewatched it recently or something? Yeah. Maybe I need to rewatch it. Like a month ago. Why horrible. did you think it was terrible? Oh my god. I remember loving so many things about that movie. Down a little bit. I do too. What's her name? He plays Marion is awful. Uh, she has Kevin a Costner screaming Robin moment. <laughs> Kevin Costner has a Midwestern accent, and he occasionally Kevin Costner's an empty shirt. I mean, he tries, that really he tries to put on a British accent here or there. And it's horrible. Uh, Christian Slater, I'm sure, doesn't even pretend at a British. Oh no, accent. he he does occasionally. Really? Yeah, it's horrible. I don't even remember. Pretty much everybody's horrible in that movie. Only what's his name? He plays the uh, sheriff of Nottingham. Is any good? He's awesome. Alan yeah. Rickman. Alan Rickman. Yeah. yeah. And the He's guy, the one I really remember. To be yeah. honest, he's, he's good. He was great. But Kevin yeah. Costner and Marion and yeah, I should rewatch that. Horrible. Mm-hmm. It's a horrible movie. I'm gonna say you're an idiot right now, though. It says uh, there's nowhere unless you're there. Oh my God! It's Brian Adams, sounding like a cross between an asthmatic mountain goat and uh, Brian Adams. <laughs> Pretty funny though. How true that was in the summer of 1991 when this soul crushing theme song from Robin Hood Prince of Themes was inescapable, topping the charts worldwide. 16 straight weeks at number one in Britain, which is an all time UK chart record. How's that? It was also in a movie called Robin Hood Prince of Themes, apparently, <laughs> as Dustin just reported. 
Crochet. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I do remember the song being way overexposed. Sure. Back in the at day. At the time. It's another slow skate. This yeah. would be a good example of probably... Uh, I don't have any basis for making this claim, but when I probably recognized they started way overdoing songs in promotion for movies and stuff, like tying yeah. movies to songs. Yeah. This would be about the time that I realized that that was a thing. Even though the song isn't great, I still like the song, actually. So. You just said uh-huh. it sucked. I know, but I like it. <laughs> I'm saying it's not a good song. I actually think it sucks, but I like it, too. Right. I love it. It's, it's Again, not good. It's not I like... haven't heard it in many years. Yeah. But, I mean, I got nothing wrong with this. I just jam out to the Brian Adams yeah. catalog in general anyway. Holding your fingers up. Oh, the way. <laughs> yeah. That with followed your, by Summer of 69 right away. You know? <laughs> with your acid wash jeans. and Of course. Man, we need to stack some pics of him in his acid wash jeans. <laughs> his jabos. Definitely. My neon uh, pink jabot shirt. <laughs> Number three is by an artist that <laughs> just has a uh, snaggle tooth. It's Jewel. You were meant for me. Here's some things Jewel does in her 1996 folk pop mega hit. She paints a smiley face on her breakfast plate with egg yolks. She puts on her coat in the pouring rain. Usually better to put on the coat before heading out, but no matter. She she consoles a cup of coffee. (laughs) The hell does that even mean? Uh, She makes talks to it, sympathizes with it. A cup of coffee. How you doing? I think the phrase is actually indicating the coffee is consoling her. No, that's not what she says. Yeah, but, dude, it's artistic expression. You can't suspend a little bit of English grammar to figure out what that means. Yeah. I actually don't think this is that bad of a song because it's talking. It's, it's not like all either. overly Again. sappy. It's talking about stuff that, when they're writing love songs, they don't usually talk about, which sure. is the day-to-day simple sure. stuff. I don't have any problem with it. Look, coming from a person who's never owned a Jewel song or album, <laughs> I don't have any problems with this song. I'm just... It just seems so nothing. It seems like a better version of like the Rebecca Black song, talking about going down and eating breakfast and going to the car. Okay. I go out in the pouring rain it's and not I, I brush my teeth and put that. the cat back on. I mean, okay, good for you. Just now, those, seems really basic and that weird lyrics. Now, but. are the now is the musical nature of it better? Yes, it's much better and it's performed better, but just kind of generic. So you equate Jewel to Rebecca Black. That particular song, I can't say her entire so sorry. her entire catalog. You are pretty sorry. Uh, number two, I know, two. is a song that Thomas absolutely <laughs> loved a few years ago. A few and years ago, I guarantee that uh, you, there's no way that you can like Space this. Space Hog. In the meantime, maybe you will, but this is Savage Garden, truly, madly, deeply. <sighs> oh Jesus. yeah, this was Thomas's number one song. It was not. You're a pretty big fan of it. I love. I liked it when it was out. You're right. You used to have this in Dishwall on repeat. It, it was okay. Do not associate Dishwalla with this band. Not anything close to the same. Sorry, I wake up the Sleeping Giants. <laughs> God, motherfucker. With a Calgon Take Me Away Suds track. God. <laughs> is there any other... Man, this is a classic skating rink type yeah. song. BBB. I love my 12-year-old girlfriend. This is like this is and like James Blunt before his balls dropped. They say it's full of wonderful poetry. I want to stand with you on a mountain. I want to bathe with you in the sea. I want to lay like this forever until the sky falls down on me. Yeah. Please kill me. Yeah, that's pretty bad lyrics. 
Good God. And now they're set for life. People were fucking into this song. Okay, they had this song. They had this song. Chicken Cherry Cola. They had the Chicken Cherry Cola. And there was one more song off that album that I actually liked, but I don't remember what it was. Can you find that, Mark? Chicken Cherry Cola was a beating. It wasn't that. It's about the same time frame, but it definitely wasn't that. (laughs) Mortal Kombat. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> I am a hot piece of ass. Oh god. <laughs> Try to the moon and back. I thought it was fast paced. <laughs> I don't remember. It doesn't matter. We don't have to get stuck on this. Let's go through their entire catalog. Oh my god. God, how big is their catalog? It can't be that big. 17 songs. Oh god, that I Knew I Loved You song was pretty terrible, too. It's, it, it could actually fit on this list. You remember that song? Yes, I do. It was very similar to the last one. I knew I loved you before I met you. <laughs> It was terrible. Definitely need to mark that and use that for something. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway. All right, we're going to continue to yeah. examine no, their catalog. No, no, okay. no. Let's keep moving. The sexiest DJs. I think number one, Here nobody will definitely argue. Um, it is. We will? I think nobody one! will argue it. <laughs> now, we've already examined another one of her songs on another list that we did from 1994 versus 2014. And this is the beating that was Shania Celine Dwayne? Dion. Oh, and this God. is My Heart Will Go On. The worst, most annoying song of all time. What sucks is the soundtrack. What sucks doubly is the soundtrack to this album. And when I say soundtrack, I mean the score. The score to Titanic is fucking amazing. But this song, for whatever reason, I remember having it back in the day. Like they put this song in with the score album. Like nobody wants to hear this shit. Yep. Look, Kate Winslet recently admitted that Celine Dion's monstrosity of a popular theme song from Titanic makes her feel like throwing up. It's pretty funny that she said that. That was yeah. like last year, right? Yeah. It was hilarious. Look, it was good at the time. No, it wasn't. It was okay. And even Dion herself no, didn't want to record the song when she first heard it. Really? <laughs> I hadn't heard that one. That's kind of awesome. But again, set her for life. Yeah. Uh, sure. If she wasn't already. I didn't hate it when it first came out. But, God, that song was so overplayed. Hearing that misty leprechaun-tinged flute intro, it's sort of the polar opposite of hearing the opening chords of Satisfaction or the snare hit that starts like a rolling stone. That's kind of awesome. (laughs) Instant recognition followed by immediate terror. (laughs) I don't argue any of that. I just remember the whole thing with her being the, her creepy manager and her ended up getting together who's like 30 years older than her and knew her since she was like a teenager. And, yeah. Oof, it's creepy. A little bit creepy. The number one hits. <laughs> those, oh, okay. those might have, some of those might she have She had been. several number one hits, yeah. The hits from coast to coast. So a mixed bag. Room. Yeah, definitely. 
I would say uh, Celine Dion, definitely the worst song of all time. Most of those fit on the list. Yeah, I would say most of them fit. You can argue that you can whether like, you like a them or not. Them, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not about whether you like them or not, though. Really, true. that's true. So on the other side, we have some more news. Mark news. All right, we have some more stuff and some things. The break room on the Breakout Media Network. believe the story of Cinderella to be a tale of love and magic. Cinderella finds love and is whisked away to a world of whimsical fantasy that most can only imagine in their dreams. But not even Cinderella knows the full story. Unbeknownst to Cinderella, her fairy tale life is saturated with dark magic and evil workings, all being masterminded by the malevolent high demon known as Askaroth. Askaroth's twisted plan spans Cinderella's life, first as an abused young girl, then queen of the kingdom of Cinderlon, mother and widow. Narrated by the high demon Askaroth, this tale is told in three parts. Only a single piece is told at one time, but as he himself puts it, the pieces fall much better when they do not fall in order. Do you not agree? Budgie Bigelow brings a tale that is truly imaginative delves into the story of Cinderella like no other before. Askaroth is a cringe-filled thrill ride that should not be read alone in the dark. Look for Askaroth by Budgie Bigelow on Amazon.com and in the Kindle store today. I am Askaroth! from the break room towers near a tire fire, this is the KTBR Eyewitness News, with your anchor, Mark Hudson, Dustin Taylor with weather, Thomas the Tank with animal sports, and our global army of award-winning reporters. And now, here's the five-time Blue Bonnet Award winner for his investigative reports on the sex lives of Trans-Siberian Aleutian Eskimos. Here's Mark Hudson. I'm Katie Couric. No, no, I'm Mark Hudson. We have an official newswoman in there. <laughs> Is she taking over now? Is she going to have the Katie news from now on? Our news segment was such a, such a hit that she decided the, uh, to go and join yeah, The break room we're, news blew up like crazy. We're making so much money off this segment now that... Fanny pack wearing mofo. You don't have to insult her like that. Oh. Yeah, and Thomas Jesus. <laughs> the shoe fits. Remember what Thomas always says about females. The fanny yes. pack fits. <laughs> Females don't have the right. Exactly. True. They have the right to make less money. That's not taken out of context at all. It's not at all. As Thomas always says, they have the right to make less money. Candace Cameron stuck vegetables in my ass. That's never out of context. (laughs) Never. The big story this week was nothing political. No wars. Was it about Archie getting killed in the Archie comics? Uh, You know, that was another big story, but I'm going to choose not to cover that. I think you just covered it. Did you see the President Obama fist bump? Who knows what... you didn't see that? It's political, kind of. It's not news. Oh, God. Why is it handshake news? 
Never mind. Let's go to Thomas Nano Sports. No, no. What's American? Tell us what happened with Obama. No. For your Obama reporting. You're just going to have Thomas. to. Uh, I will. Uh, I will allow know. you to sit behind the political desk if you'd like. No, no. It right. covers animal sports and uh, all political happenings. All right, Thomas. Double up, double up says Thomas. <laughs> so, no, so I have no idea it, what that is. I it sounded like there was no political news, so I was just throwing some. There wasn't any. Uh, I was thinking more. I forgot about the I'm Archie driving thing. down Firewheel Parkway. Uh, that in which Archie allegedly died. Yeah. I'm sure they'll bring him back in two weeks, but <laughs> don't care. He died for uh, in a mall shooting. Protecting his gay friend. His gay uh, senator friend or something like that? From a right-wing gun guy. Yeah. Something like that. So getting uh, quite political there, old Archie. Something you you would never expect from Archie Comics. Talk about political news. Did y'all hear about it on the morning show that we listened to? No, I'd actually heard about that a couple weeks ago, but... I'm I'm saying, did you hear them talk about it? Oh, I'm sure I did. A certain... A certain conservative fuck uh, was, of course, a giant dick through that whole fucking thing. A certain G fart head. (laughs) I hate that motherfucker. He's such an asshole. (laughs) He's just sitting over there going, I like those. God, God. Yeah, like after every every piece of that story is it's ridiculous. Read. It sucks. I like him for just about everything else. but It's funny that Archie decided to take that up. Just seemed yeah. like such a bland Look, comic before. Yeah, sure. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say it's not. It seems completely out of contact. And like the whole thing sounds completely out of control for what that comic really was. really heavy for that comic. Yeah. But anyway. But still, he's an asshole for the way he responds to shit like that. Archie? No, Both the guy, we, the conservative guy no. we listened to on the radio. G-Farthead. Thinks nothing should ever, 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 ever influence his children in the form of, you know. Gay rights. Gay rights and stuff. Yep. Children. <laughs> it's only on the children. <laughs> no, the news I was actually talking about was the fact that they uh, are changing, uh, in Marvel Comics, they are changing the face of Thor, literally, uh, from a man a to a woman. I was going to actually and ask you guys about underwear. this. Donald Blake, or whoever is currently possessing the spirit of Thor, is being kicked out. Thor has been determined that he is no longer worthy of the hammer, Mjolnir. Okay, Mjolnir. so I was going to ask you about this because I didn't know. Or, or I knew that this was, but at first I was thinking that people were saying that... Because I think actually Dustin tweeted that uh, Chris Hemsworth is out. And I was like, what the fuck? Did he like... <laughs> I said so I he wasn't getting, he getting paid enough for the third yeah. movie, or what? So this is just the comics. Yeah, this is just. Uh, I doubt they would change it in the movies. I, I was like, that is the most crazy about face ever. If that actually happens, no. They just, I, if that's like the official storyline, though, why wouldn't they change it everywhere? Well, they may get to it at some point, but they're not going to change it for the next movie. Is what I was yeah, really no. thinking. Which is since already filming Avengers two. So, oh yeah, true. That would seem weird. Like. They actually make the Thor death in the middle of Avengers 2 <laughs> and then her takeover. Okay, so is that the backstory that the male Thor dies and comes back as a female no, Thor? Or, no, or basically what? what it is is that uh, Donald... In the original comics, in, in the movies, Thor is Thor and there's no concept of a human that's bound to the spirit of Thor. Right. In the comics, it was Donald Blake got bound to the spirit of Thor. Uh, he discovered okay. this cane that actually ended up being... It was disguised as a hammer. And we tapped it. He was That's sort right. of possessed and merged with the spirit of Thor. Really? Yeah. So, and Thor is this immortal god that lives right. in what's in, the name of the land? in Asgard? Eternia. Asgard. Yeah, Eternia, Narnia. <laughs> so, in this one, I don't really. Inter- they're saying that <laughs> Thor no longer is worthy of the hammer, but then Lady Thor, who's coming around, is going to be is going to be Thor. It is Thor. Yeah. It's, not, it's not as they say. It's not she Thor. It's not Lady Thor. This is not Thorita. This is Thor. This is the Thor of the Marvel Universe. But it's unlike any Thor we've ever seen before. So I'm kind of confused about what they mean about that. So is it the same thing? Like some chick finds the I don't know. They staff haven't said. And they haven't said. It's actually the hammer. And 
I don't know, but the current Thor, Donald Blake, How I does guess he die. He doesn't die. That's the thing. He just becomes just unworthy, becomes a, unworthy of the hammer. He yeah. just loses the staff. He well, so he, basically they have freedom to go back and forth or whatever they want to do yeah, down the road. He can transform back and forth. Yeah, yeah. It's a really, but it just seems really unstable. For like whatever that. reason, he becomes unworthy of the hammer. Something yeah. he does, and so he loses the hammer to somebody else who becomes Thor, and he gets a new weapon. Donald Blake gets a new weapon. That it's called Flargen Flugen or something like that. It's a big axe. Flargen Flugen. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I you know they're yeah, trying Thomas, to. Do you prefer the? Of like, course, they uh, have these events. They have things like this, like when they like a nice big fudgicle. <laughs> they killed Superman. They killed Captain America. Yeah. Uh, they killed Spider Man back in the day. I mean, they 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 do these things to draw attention and it's pump up their numbers. Long Batman's running. back. Yeah, that one too. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, they're trying to make in Marvel Comics. They're trying to Relevant. make a statement with Thor for stronger female characters. And See, I didn't realize that the comics were different than the movies. That's why it was confusing to yeah. me. I'm like, okay, you're going to have a... What's the transition from having the male Thor male to Thor the female, to female Thor all of a sudden? That just seems really unstable. Maybe you should read a comic book every once in a but, while. Well, okay. Do some of the research online like God. I did. I guess I could have done that. But research is not a pillar of my life, just That's like true. it's not on the show. That's a good point. I mean, Mark did it here. So the, a lot, there's been a lot of... Uh, not a normal thing. It's really you know, weird. It's true. <laughs> As much as Marvel did this, and I applaud this move because, in a lot of ways, because I understand what they're trying to do, um, and they did this recently. They introduced a new, a new Miss Marvel, and who is a Middle Eastern uh, teenage girl, trying to bring in more uh, racial diversity into the comics, which hey, I applaud. Also, this is the comics, right? Yeah, they're trying. They're trying to you know pump up these things, which I applaud. And you know, I agree with Dustin's hint. Like they should pump up some of their lower female characters. The problem is some of their f- other female characters are. And this is something they should change. I'm just saying they've been identified by their male counterparts. Like, as they kind of mentioned here, Namor and Namorita. Namorita was his sister, and yeah. so they called her Namorita. So she's kind of defined by Namor, who was the king of Atlantis. Yeah. And then so many of the figures get identified by things that happened to them, as we talked about before in Green Lantern, when Green Lantern's girlfriend was... I don't remember if she was raped, Blake but Lively. she was assaulted and put in a fridge. Yes, Blake Lively. Uh, the Wasp, uh, Yellow Jacket, or Giant Man's when he was Yellow Jacket, abused her. And she was kind of defined by that for a long time. So a lot many female characters in comics get defined, at least in Marvel and DC, have gotten defined by how tough they are, aside from Wonder Woman and yeah. uh, which Marvel. Which can't even get Wonder and Woman Power like, Girl. barely off the ground. Yeah, yeah. As a mainstream, you know, movie. But you would think if any female-led movie could get off the ground, that one would be... Yeah, would you would think so. so. And, you know, they could maybe make Wonder Woman just like a... Maybe like reinvent her just like they have a lot of these others for the big screen and make her like just a normal looking female. Is there any video from the uh, pilot that never happened? Yeah, it's the pilot's out there somewhere. Oh, really? Yeah, you can have get you it seen off. it? No, I never did. But I'm sure you can get it off. It's got to be terrible. The torrent. If they were just like, nope, scrap the whole show. Yeah, after all the money they put into it. Yeah. Right? yeah. So we do have a comment. Uh, if you would like to call in 469-665-9827. Or you can email us but at Breakroom Show. I don't show. understand that unless it's in, with an Our Lady Peace backing. At gmail.com. All right, here comes a comment <laughs> on the break room. Someday. Bloody someday. If quick time ever decides to actually play. <sighs> Yay, quick time. gonna rock out until it comes up. 
<laughs> Would you rather vamp about something else or just nope. Okay. Please stand by. Technical difficulties. The break room. I wish I knew how to quit you. The break room. God, who put this together? Is there an artist that put this together? That I'm sure. And unless you're in my immediate break room, I do not have Alright, I got it. Incur my wrath. You got it going? Yeah. You're going to have to pop me up again, Thomas. This is pretty quiet. Oh, God. Well, turn off the music or something. <laughs> Not that mean. Hi, The Break Room. This is published author Budgie Bigelow. <laughs> and I'm here to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart. Girl Thor. <clears throat> now, Marvel, I'm aware that you're looking for a superhero win to jump on the bandwagon for the Yes All Women movement that ended about a month ago. And you also need a spokeswoman superhero win to advertise tampons and maxi pads and other things Marvel superheroes haven't been able to advertise in the past. But that being said, I don't know if turning Thor into a woman is the best choice. I mean, who wants to see Thor fly around with Mjolnir or however the hell you pronounce it and have to stop and pick up a box of tampons? Yes. So listen as this continues and see if either there's a dog close to the microphone or reindeer. he's wearing things on his hand while spanking it at the same time as leaving this voice. <laughs> he's wearing jingle bells on his, on his hand. <laughs> I'm hung up on this tampons and maxi pad. Finger symbols. Yeah. Things, but let's face it. <laughs> that's about all women do is buy tampons and maxi pads and use them in various ways. So that being said, if you like your superheroes wearing tampons and maxi pads, New Girl <laughs> Thor is right for you. If not... Well, I don't know if not. I hope you like tampons and maxi pads. This has been published author Budgie Bigelow. Check out Askroth and Amazon.com. Goodbye. He didn't even pub his podcast. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. So, yeah, there you go. There's Ooh, Budgie. That's some hot sports opinions yeah, right there. Hot hero <laughs> opinions. I don't mind. I don't mind the change. As long as the writing's good, I think that's all that matters. God. All things that Thomas says off here. Budgie, what? Females don't have the right. Shut up. <laughs> but they do have the right to buy tampons. Man, that was that was a little bit of a misogynistic email. <laughs> Just so, uh, speaking of vaginas, a Japanese artist only put that in quotes. Yeah, but it's not in quotes in the article. No, it's not. But I'm making We're good sarcastic to the finger quotes. Part of the show. <laughs> Thanks, Zed. Said she was. <laughs> she's 42 years old. This lady named Megumi Igarashi. Says she was not a real name. Try says that again. she is challenging a culture of discrimination against the discussion of the vagina in society. The vagina, vagina. <laughs> how did she say that? <laughs> or how did she make the statement? She made. She got a three D printer. She scanned her vagina and used the three D printer to make a boat, and then went into some creek or river in Japan and kayaked around in her vagina boat. <laughs> and she got arrested for that what? for disseminating uh, lewd. Materials or something like that. Is it that. really that lewd? It looks like it's it's her vagina. It's got yeah. a little hair on the pubis there. It does. And a little. Uh, well, maybe it's some sort of swirls. Maybe she's got giant <laughs> pubic hair. It looks like a pink cock with swirls. <laughs> but yes, uh, ten police Lesbian officers arrived at her house on Saturday to arrest her. Isn't that a little much? <laughs> to arrest her, yes, it's yes. a little much. And the day after. Yeah, it's yeah. The day after. Uh, Christmas Eve. So they arrested her. After this is in China, uh, Japan. Oh, they're not the same, Tom's. They arrested her after. I know they're not the same. That's why they, I asked to specify. They charged her with obscenity. A day after she did it. Yes, that seems weird. This boat cost her ten thousand dollars, which she raised. Oh my god! Kickstarter or something like that. Does she feel like that was worth it? <laughs> she was charged. Uh, she had a fine, 
of $25,000, faces two years in prison, all God. for distributing indecent material. This from the Japanese who have... Did she distribute anything? She distributed her vagina in the water. This is the one. This is the same country that you sells know like dirty panties. Any yeah. woman who have... swims in public water distributes her vagina in the water. As long as you're wearing a swimsuit, you're not. It's, it's not her actual vagina. It's a mold of her vagina. It is a giant boat. It can't be a mold because it's not well, the not same a mold, size. But it's a 3D printing <laughs> of her vagina. vagina. Okay, fine. It's Into still a boat, though. Well, I'm just I'm just telling you, I can't. I don't set Boats the laws of Japan. But yes, this from the country has ten- loves tentacle porn. And has dirty panty vending machines. Yeah, that's Ooh. that. Having a vagina boat is yeah. Where do you cross that's the line? The most obscene thing I've ever heard of in my life. Tentacle porn? No, the well, it's not far off. But dirty is this a comment? Panty machine. <laughs> is Maybe you should construe- crazy. That should be your new band name. <laughs> it's not a bad band name. <laughs> it make people cringe. They definitely remember it. Yeah, they would. Can be all all, dirty all for one covers. Dirty panty machine. <laughs> Can all be what? It can be all covers of uh, Extreme and All for One. It's a really okay. random combo. <laughs> so let's all move to Berkeley where we can get free pot. Berkeley? Really? California? Yeah. Because no, now that... I'm surprised they're doing it there. There is a uh, slight hitch to this plan is that you have to... Which Dustin could never, ever be declared making this least amount of money. <laughs> you have to make $32,000 or less. Dustin easily makes about 10 times that much, so... So I live in a town with a median income of thirty-two-five for men. If you want to talk about rich, for you got to talk to this yeah. guy. Oh my god! Yeah. Actually, women make more than men in Dallas. So really? there you go. That's why Thompson doesn't live here. Exactly. <laughs> That's why he has to live in Rich Plano, <laughs> where the glass ceiling is really inefficient. The both of your assholes <laughs> drop. Yes, but you think, the think you're so cool you're talking def- about how poor you are. You're defined as very low income in Berkeley if you make thirty-two thousand a year. That seems less. fair, especially in fucking California. Yeah, I can see that. So if you do that, dispensary is required to give you free pot now. Wow, that's really weird requirement. Can we just go there and can I just get a job that is in California to yeah. make like fifteen, twenty a year? And how about if I just keep my job in Texas and, and move? Bust your face apart again. <laughs> <laughs> what? Every time you're in San Francisco, you have to take a shit that's so hard to get out that you bust all your blood vessels in your face. Oh my god. Why is that the only <laughs> thing that can be remembered about my time in California? God. It's the most memorable thing well, you I didn't blow my O-ring. You looked at a <laughs> car up over your head to save I your did do bed. that, but those are separate incidents. <laughs> okay, so you actually remembered a second thing that happened while I, I was remembered there. it. He he remembered the O-ring, not me. Nothing happened to the O-ring. <laughs> Stop saying that. Did you blow your O-ring both times? No. Lifting the car and do something? I didn't blow anything out lifting the car. So you're strong Thomas. <laughs> 20-year-old me, maybe. Yeah, sure. Would you guys like to hear the fastest talking woman in the world? Her name aren't, is Fran Aren't Kipo. you right here? I'm going to read you the three little pigs. Once we're talking to three little pigs, one little pig like to sing, the second little pig like to dance, the third little pig like to sit and think, little pig they're both going, little pig, little pig, let me in, upper pitchy chin, upper pig, boys, and something else, what's the next one's house, little pig, little pig, let me in, upper pitchy chin, something else, and two months, we got something to climb in the chimney, fix that up out of one, and the wolf, and they move soon, tomorrow, war and peace. My name is Frank Capo, and I have So yeah, that's 603 words, uh, and 54.2 seconds, 11 words per second. What is the, like, as you're sitting at home going, what could I do really, really well? <laughs> Well, really apparently the really value fast. of that 
She never really thought about it. She's a reporter in New York, in New Yorker, in New York, <laughs> and people always talked about how fast she would speak. And so she, I guess she just—you do the same thing, exactly. <laughs> That's ten thousand words a second. The problem is. That sounds like I the just same read, word over and over I again. I just read War and Peace there, and that's times now. Anyways, a useless skill, unless you want to be an auctioneer. So. I was going to say, unless you want to be the next Micro Machines person. Oh my gosh, I forgot about Micro Machines. <laughs> that's got to be the richest fast talker, right? Well, yeah. like the only he may job not be alive anymore. Well, at the time, at least. He may be in the double dead at this point. He might be. Maybe Micro Machines, man, we need to put him in the double dead. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> just for his fast talking. Can anyone even know that if he's dead or not? I feel like we could look it up somehow. I don't think he's probably noteworthy of that. Somebody will know. All right. Well, let's go to our last story here and get the fuck out of here. Get to our favorite part of the show. Something that... uh, Your favorite part. (laughs) This will be said of Thomas here in about two weeks. Is that he will be breaking into someone's house and reading scripture while naked. (laughs) Of course. Apparently, uh, a couple who lived in Lake Washington, which is near Seattle... Found that a naked man crashed through their front Jesus door loves the and began, and quote, loudly reciting scripture around 2 a.m. The husband grabbed a baseball bat to protect his wife and two children on the upper floor. The uh, man ran out of the home and the police found him walking down the street, talking to himself, reciting scripture. He took off running and they chased and caught him. They said that uh, he had taken LSD. Uh, yeah, I can believe surprise. that. That's interesting. Sounds pretty wheels off. So, Thomas, uh, which scripture will you be reciting? Go, go, go. I don't know. I guess it'll just come to me in that moment. <laughs> John so, three sixteen. Just because everybody wants to know, John Machida Jr., the Micro Machines guy, is still alive. All right. So 50, he can't make the double dead. Fifty nine. Unfortunately for him, he can't make the double dead yet. He'll turn the magic ow, sixty ow, ow, ow. on August sixth. <laughs> All right. Well. Let's get the fuck out of here. All right. I'm done with the show. High five. Get me the power. Out. Go. Out. Go. Out. Go. Thanks for listening to the break room. Go. Call us at 469-665-9827. Leave a question for the week or comment on anything we just uh, talked here about. Here we go. <laughs> Plus one. 469-665-9827. Plus one. 469-665-9827. The break room. You can find everything related to this show at popsyndicate.net. You can find us at facebook.com slash thebreakroom. Facebook.com. Ditcom. Twitter. Twitter at The Break Room. I'm on Twitter at The Mark with the C. Dustin is at the WS9775. And Thomas is at the Central. Okay. Uh, do not forget to listen to Cinema Diabolica. And do not forget to pick up Budgie's book, Askaroth Demon, that is on Amazon for $2.99. And if you've never, ever listened to the 15-minute movie podcast, then you'll have a new show to listen to. Right. <laughs> The uh, best thing you can do for us, though, is go tell a friend on iTunes and, uh, or go tell a friend and send them to iTunes to subscribe to the <laughs> go show. Go tell a friend to iTunes? <laughs> oh, whatever. I don't know. I hate the show. Uh, go tell a friend. Then go to iTunes. Out, go out. Rate the show, please. We'd really, really appreciate it. Tell your friends how to subscribe to the show and force them to listen. Even if you have to hold a gun to their head. Why don't we just use your pre-recorded outro? <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks to Vagabond Saints on Twitter for helping with our logo. And remember, they're having a sale like every week now on all their vestments, as it were. I, I'll go out. Gasoline high five. You just turned us all off.
This is Lynn Thigpenfo. The break room. And remember, the break room. Triangle of excellence. Mark the Buzz Hudson. Thomas the Tank. Dirty Dirty Dustin. This program was presented by Breakroom.tv and PopSyndicate.net. And as always, Gumshoes. The Break Room is bankrolled by The Gasoline High Five Company. And viewers like you.